Jamie and I, Drew Romenda with you here on a Tuesday afternoon. And uh, joining us now is the second part of a three-person group chat I am not a part of, and thankfully so, because I don't want to be, is uh, Britton Gray. Yay, Britton. Yay. We we're not playing the football at four intro because we're barely going to talk <laughs> about football because nothing's going on in football. The Riders signed two people you have never heard of, and one of them might start at left tackle. We don't know. We'll have to wait until May at training camp to find out about Jonathan Hubbard, though they sure did Huge, though. sell him uh, to the fan base today as the left tackle uh, signing uh, from the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Guess we'll see, won't we? See when training camp gets here. Who knows? He's a monster, though. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. what, 310 pounds? 6'4", 310? My goodness me. We'll see. As, as big. When I was talking to Justin Dunk, it reminded me that the rebuilding of this offensive line reminded me of 2012-2013. They started in 2012. They brought in Dominic Picard and Brennan Labatt, and then they drafted Ben Heenan. Then they traded for Xavier Fulton, who came down from Edmonton. They had Chris Best, and it, it took two years to build them. Last year, they brought in Blake and Godber. Blake got hurt. Now they signed Ryan uh, Sevier as well as this guy, and they've signed Jermarcus Hardrick. You can't just wave the wand and boom, it's fixed on the offensive line, but they didn't spend money on Tim White or any big-name receiver. They spent money on the offensive line, Britton. Yeah, now it feels like Logan Furlan might be the odd one out, right, when you look at kind of who they've brought in, veterans, all-stars. And that's we'll that's see. a good sign. That is a good sign. If your best offensive lineman from last year is now your sixth offensive lineman, that means your O line's way better than it was last year and the year I before a, that. I've got a football question for you, two football aficionados. Who will be the face of the Riders this year? Who will be the guy that is? We're talking about him every single game. And he will be the difference maker. Who will be the face of the Riders this year? Can I default to the quarterback, Drew? No. Just Trevor. So besides Trevor Harris. Okay, you're, no, you can do that. You can do it. <laughs> I mean, this you, team you, is you going go to Trevor. go as Trevor Harris goes this year, it feels like. Well, they're they're, they're selling A.J. Olette. Uh, like they took him around meeting season ticket holders at their homes uh, as he was here this weekend. They had autographs oh, I've done that. They, yeah. <laughs> I've done that. You've you gone signing sh- autographs just, at people's homes? You just show up no. at people's doors in San Jose? <laughs> yep. Yep. I just go, hi, I'm Drew Men. They go, we know. Come on in. Yeah, it happens all the time. You do that? You no, drew Men no. to do Are that? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No, of course not. Because <laughs> I, I know Drew, Drew is, if you don't know this, Drew has been the face of the franchise when it comes to the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> no, no. Because he no. is the TV guy and had been for so many years in San Jose, plus being a coach. The, the look people no. give Drew Romenda when he's walking into the rink, they all point and go, <laughs> that is Drew bleeping Romenda right there. But they don't talk to him because they're intimidated by his fame with all those <laughs> Emmys, yeah, local yeah, Emmys exactly. in the uh, Bay well, Area. I have, I also... I also have them around my neck when I'm walking in. So I'm a little, <laughs> necklace a of local Emmys. <laughs> I respect that. Thank you. <laughs> so we're, we're going, Jamie, what about you? Who do you think? I think um, it's got to be quarterback in Saskatchewan with Trevor Harris, right? Uh, but when you look at this team right now on how I see it playing out, 
I think A.J. Olette will be the answer I as they're running the ball, and he's got the Thor hammer mystique around him. I think he can get 1,000 yards and be a big part of this offense, and there's going to be some 45 jerseys sold this year with Olette on the back. I He's... You like him, right? You you probably would agree I with me on the way he runs the ball. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. You'd both say, but but I understand, Britain, what you're saying because quarterbacks are obviously, with no matter what league it is, it's a quarterback centric game. I'll, I'll give you my pick for kind of breakout player. I think okay. who we might. All right. Oh, breakout players! February twentieth. Yeah, we're doing breakout, breakout player. players. Why not? Why not? What the heck is nothing else to talk about? I think Jalen Edwards Cooper here will get a lot of a lot more attention because there's no Gary Peters to kind of mm-hmm. focus on. I think he might be a guy we look at who gets into the all-star conversation this upcoming season. Well, okay, league-wise. Carney's my guy, uh, the defensive okay. end, uh, Marcus mm-hmm. Carney, who they brought over from uh, – or Malik Carney that they brought over from the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So that would be Okay, league-wise. League-wise, who's going to be the guy? The It's going to be Chad Kelly again for the Toronto Argonauts. Is it? Yep. Yeah, I think they, they're going to push that Toronto market. He's a very marketable guy, has a personality. If you're talking the the face of the CFL right now, it is Chad Kelly, and then probably Zach Kalaros would be the other one in the West. Dave Naylor might have been right about something last year if there was only one yes, thing he was right about. I was thinking. He called it early. He said Chad Kelly's the most important player in the CFL this year, and I said, oh, Vernon Adams Jr. to carry over from Nathan Rourke. Uh, Dave was right. Um, yeah, I was yeah. slightly off. Um, and Dave had it with uh, Chad Kelly. Uh, but yeah. Britton Gray with us here on the Green Zone. Um, NBA All-Star Weekend. Do they need to fix it, Britton? you have some suggestions for NBA All-Star Weekend on how they can fix it if it actually needs to be fixed? I have suggestions how to fix every pro sports All-Star thing. Just, Everyone? Just turn into a fan expo. Have a week-long thing where you're at there. The fans can come to activities with the players. They can meet them, take photos. All these games are just boring, and now they're playing flag football at the Pro Bowl, Jamie. <laughs> Dodgeball. Like, who cares? But that doesn't sell on TV, Britain. Well, it's all about ratings. TV, t- ratings. Ratings and money matters when it comes to negotiating your broadcast rates for any league. So that's why they have the All-Star game. Plus, Fan expos, that means the people who sponsor your team, the big money people of your of your organization, of your of your league, they have to they have to be around the unwashed masses. They Listen, don't like so, that. Sorry I didn't I guess have all the kinks worked out in this pitch, but we'll we'll come back to it. Well <laughs> I get what you're saying. Like having the, the the fan expo experience of getting to meet the people, like the fans and they get to meet and you have panels and all that stuff. Maybe fans are firing questions. It would be a cool thing, right? It would be a very cool experience for the fans, especially younger fans at those events. Yep. And, but they still need to do something for television. Like I like the NBA Saturday, the three point contest, the dunk contest. Oh, the dunk contest. Oh, it was a little lame this year, but. You know, it's still they have the G Leaguers winning that, which like he's a very talented dunker, but he's not in the NBA. Okay, last year though, last year Stephen A. Smith, ESPN's big star, he had the best idea. You go around to all the different cities, and the 
basketball courts around all these different cities and you start having a contest of the guys on the street playing basketball who can dunk. And then you have the big around the country dunk off. That would be epic. An American Idol dunk competition? Exactly. Let's yeah, get You know what's going to happen? Thanks, Drew. It's going to be another thing Ryan Seacrest hosts. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> We don't have enough he, of that he guy. Needs, he needs more work out there. Ryan he needs more work. Come on, Jamie. He's, he's, he's hardly scraping by. Come on. He's just a jobbing. It's like, we need a host, host. for something. Uh, Ryan Seacrest? Ryan, do you want to do it? Sure. Why not? Sure. Add yeah. it to the other yeah. hundred things I host every single year. But yeah. it's a good idea. <laughs> he, he's not not him. I mean, the, junk, the dunk <laughs> yeah. on. The, okay. the dunk on. Thanks for clarifying, Drew. I was, uh, I yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that. <laughs> okay. but also, also, your fan expo. Like, UFC does a fan expo. It goes crazy every year because you do as the fans you your grassroots people the people who are actually paying the bills for you they are the ones that are coming yeah. to, they want to go to these things Here's they want the to meet the guys to bring it back yeah. to football at four with britain gray will yeah. we ever have a cfl all-star event ever again oh. should there be one should they make one should they have it I'm a hard yes on this one. Like, absolutely, you need to have it. And it was probably just before the season starts that you'd yeah. have it. Yeah, they should bring something back. They need to do something like that. And I think you're right. Before the season, get it done and just get that fan engagement out there because the CFL, that's really what they're trying to do. Get more fans engaged and market your players. Exactly. Have them out there. Here are the stars of our league. There's some... Well, they're not some. There's a lot of talent in the Canadian Football I've, League. I've heard Genius Sports is all over this right now. <sighs> I still don't have stats prior to 2016 on the website. So no, they're gonna, well, that's 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 it's, that's number one. That's getting it checked off shortly, and then the uh, the fan engagement, the uh, all the that, CFL All Star. That's next. That happened to me today. It. That happened to me today. Still really? looking at Simone Lawrence. I'm like Simone Lawrence, and I look at career tackles. I was like. That's it? He's got more career tackle. And then I realized, oh, yeah, the stats page only goes back to 2016. So missing that's half it. his damn career, for crying out loud. <laughs> so that's getting done. That's They're going to check that one off the list. And then next is going to be all that 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 CFL fan engagement, marketing your players thing. Uh, sure. number, it's number two on the list. True. Sure. I'm starting to question the validity of your genius sports <laughs> source at this point with everything you tell me they're working on that I have yet to see come to fruition. Well, the key the key phrase there is we're working on <laughs> working on an <laughs> wasn't a failure. It wasn't a failure. Remember that? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not at all. Not at all. I really want Randy Ambrosi's definition of what a failure actually is. Then, if that wasn't not having a complete stats page for an entire half of the year and still not having complete stats on a professional league's website, the UFL will have a better stats page. Oh, I darn assume. right, they will. Hire some people to actually do the work. And you know what? Do you know who's probably going to do it? It'll probably be Genius Sports, but they're paying them more money to do it uh, rather than what the Canadian Football League is. Uh, anyways. It might be true on that one. Uh, Hart Trophy winner. Who you got? Who you got? Hart Trophy winner. Matthews. He's got, Drew said Matthew Kachuk, which is a very interesting. Or should it just like Justin Blackwell say default to Connor McDavid every single year? <laughs> it, it's tough. Uh, I'm probably leaning Matthews right now just because of how far ahead he is in the goal scoring race. And we, and nowadays we put a lot more emphasis on the goals than anything, but it, it 
there's some good hockey being played. There's a lot of high-end talent right now. Except for your Ottawa Senators. Uh, but anyways, or your Seattle Kraken also uh, having a tough go. Whatever team you're cheering for, you should just switch allegiances. Go with the Vancouver Canucks. They're just giving up 10 goals and... I'm pretty sure Scoring wheels would welcome me thing I've seen. with open arms to the Vegas Golden Knights. Hey, I tell you what, that's that's a good hockey team too. <laughs> Big, fast, they move off the puck well. They are, and they play a they play a nice brand of hockey. They play a playoff brand of hockey. You know, Wheels is going to show up with a Golden Knights jersey for you tomorrow now, right? <laughs> Just, probably. Oh, you can have those. Hey, by the way, you can have those. Those are. Especially the gold yellow ones. The gold ones are gross. Awful. awful. What's worse, the the yellow of the Predators or the yellow of the Vegas Golden Knights? They're both pretty bad. Uh, that's tough. That's a tough call. <laughs> that is a tough call. You're don't right, ever, don't say that. You didn't mean the Vegas Golden Knights thing. I know you 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 said that to hurt me. I understand. <laughs> um, more coming up here on the Green Zone on ACJME and six fifty CKOM. <laughs> Jamie and I, Drew Romendo with you here in the Green Zone. I haven't seen uh, curling fans uh, this angry since they went to the free guard zone. Uh, but Brianne Harris, the secrecy continues over the lead of Team Canada just being ineligible. Just, nope, she can't curl. That's it. We've been told, informed was this, we've been informed uh, she is ineligible to participate in the Scottish Tournament of Hearts. That happened Friday just hours before the competition. Is still nothing. Nobody's saying anything. Nothing on the lead for Canada and why she's ineligible uh, for the Scottish Tournament of Hearts. Do they, Nothing. Do they owe it to the curling fans to give some sort of explanation on what is happening? That's a great question, because if there's a privacy issue with the individual, then you have to respect that. But if you are a league where there isn't the privacy issue, where there isn't the, it's just something that breaks the rules of your, your league as an oversight or a mistake or on purpose, then yeah, you do. But the only thing to me would be, is it a privacy issue for the, for the. They haven't said like it's private or anything. They just said, we're not saying anything. We're not saying that. That's it. If you just said, yeah, if it's a personal issue, that's why we're not talking about it. Then that's fine. Uh, by the way, Canada's not missing her this afternoon. Jamie and I drew Amanda with the year on a Tuesday afternoon after a family day Monday in Saskatchewan and a few other provinces around the country, of course. And the kids off this week from school, so maybe you're off as well this week having vacations planned. As well. Maybe you're listening in. As uh, somebody was texting us a few weeks ago, they were listening in on their uh, trip from Hawaii. They're now back. They texted back from Hawaii. Just tune in, get their dose of Saskatchewan Saskatchewan away from home and away they have. So wherever you're listening, CJME, the app, uh, thanks for joining us on this Tuesday afternoon as we talk some hockey. Get in the fast lane, Kramer. The bingo game is ready to roll. It's time to drop the gloves. But hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. 
Well, Drew Romenda, I knew it was coming. It is over for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, <laughs> the bloom is off the rose. Yep. Here we go. The downfall of Vancouver after back-to-back losses. Probably going to lose tonight to the Colorado Avalanche. As a, They got seven goals. They scored seven goals yesterday and lost a hockey game 10-7. to Yeah. Forgetting completely how to kill a penalty. And... Poor Casey DeSmith, because they're playing back-to-back games, he's just in there because Thatcher Demko has the net tonight against Colorado. It's like, oh, I got to play the whole time. Yeah, Defense optional in Minnesota last night between the Wild and Canucks. I watched the highlights. It was amazing. I I don't know. And you remember some of the teams that I've been a part of. I, I don't think I've ever seen a third period that crazy in my life. As as you said, defense wasn't even optional. It was ignored. It was they went, Hey, did you guys watch the NBA All Star game? Yeah. Well, let's go out and do that. It was phenomenal. And sometimes, you know, when you're you're getting into it, you you can't as a coach, you're on the bench, you cannot get them out. The more you talk about it, the more it seems to be a self fulfilling prophecy. The more you get after them, the more that they tense up and they they can't get out of their head and that game yesterday in that third period was it was absolutely crazy i i didn't think going into that game 17 goals would be the uh would be the over i couldn't believe how many hats were left after the third hat trick in that game in the the empty net that rained down in the yeah. in the stadium i was like weren't they all gone yeah. like there weren't many for jt no. miller but there were a few yeah and then uh, Eck got a one, and then of course uh, Kaprizov, and there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know when I've last seen that. When the last time you've seen a three three guys get a hat trick in a game? I'm sure, sure it's happened more recently than sure we, has, we believe, but, yeah. but yeah. not off the top of my head. Probably involving Austin Matthews in one of those uh, hat tricks if it was recently the way he's scoring this season. But yeah, the Vancouver Canucks have some work to do, especially on their penalty kill. They, Winnipeg. As Sean Monahan, they they pointed out on Hockey Night in Canada, they it's like they because they do the diamond in the as a penalty kill, the guy can well, just bubble out and find the, the middle of the ice and boom, one time it in. And I think Minnesota scored three times in that exact same scenario. And here I'm thinking, hey Rick, if they can call it out on Hockey Night in Canada, why can't you well, figure it out on the bench? No offense to Hockey Night in Canada, but they're wrong. Nobody plays exclusively a diamond. Nobody plays exclusively a box. The penalty kill is a rotation. It depends on, of course, who you're going up against and what your scouting is doing, depending on what they're doing on, on, on a power play. But most teams, they've got a system in which they work. The penalty kill is not like the old day box in and out, in and out. And when they go to three up top and they go to a triangle up top, you slide into a diamond. So you have the one guy who you have your lead forward, his going to be usually in the middle on the puck carrier and then if it gets kicked out to the to the flank that lead forward drops back and the defenseman would go out or the winger would go out on the other side so it goes from a diamond to a box to a to that that sectional that four section um defensive zone thing that they play penalty killing is way different now so i didn't watch the hockey night in canada stuff i was working that night but um it rotates, it changes. But what's happening in that, when it changes, when it goes to that diamond formation, when the when the guy, 
when they make that pass to the flank on the side, that first guy's got to come back real hard back through that passing lane and lead with his stick. Okay. And if you watch the Vancouver Canucks on that, they were, they, I think they were lazy on it. They were just complacent on it. They were slow on it. Your penalty killing, especially when it goes to that, to take away that flank to flank pass or that flank to low place, low, low. But a team that's put in so much effort this season and the way they play the right way. What's going on? Complacent. We're, we're first place now. We're just going to cruise. It's February and you're in back to back games. It's February. I mean, sometimes your guys just don't play well. It's a lot of times, you know, we're always looking for answers every game, especially when you're, you, you know, you're coaching or you're analyzing a team. You're looking for how do we fix this now? What's the, what's the problem now? Sometimes it's just, they don't play very well. That's all. It's just it's individual things. But if you want to talk penalty killing, penalty killing is all about one technique, two anticipation, three hustle. It's all about attitude and hard work. So, but I know I, the Hockey Night in Canada guys, sometimes they're X's and O's. I'm looking at them going, have you guys ever in your life listened to your coaches on a video session? Or have you ever gone to a coaching See, the, seminar? They're not, none of them are coaches. That's why. No, I know. I know. I know. I can tell. You know, and, and I have respect for everybody and their knowledge of the game. But sometimes you, you go, come on, guys. I'm trying to think of the – was it you? Were you the last coach as an analyst on – No, 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 no. Um, they've had uh, they've had other guys. Harry, they've had lots of guys on there. They don't – they bring the players now. Everybody wants – and it's younger. You know, so if you're on – Paul Maurice told me this once. And I, I, I loved it from Paul. Paul used to remember – Paul used to do TSN, right? Yeah. Um, when he was waiting for his and next Tortorella job. did TSN was, as well, yeah, yeah, which was fantastic. Which because he was so he hated that that question that what was the the three question thing he hated the quiz. That so much the quiz he hated it so much, but um, the uh, Paul Maurice told me once he said if you're doing that you failed as a coach. <laughs> and I looked at him and said thanks Paul. I said you know what I've been doing. He goes well you know what I mean. I said absolutely, but the one. What I do, I, there's there's a there's a website that I go to all the time called the Coaches Site, and you pay a membership for it, and you 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 get to you can go to seminars and things like that. But this is a huge Coaches Site, and they have presenters all the time that are NHL coaches or European coaches, and they they show everything from Pete DeBoer talking about offensive zone coaching, how to coach in the offense, how to coach offense in the National Hockey League, to Ryan Huska talking about penalty kill. All it's really really informative. And if if and I'm a I'm a nerd when it comes to the X's and O's of of the game because that's where I learned from Dave. But even then, it's there's a lot more that goes into it. Sometimes it doesn't matter how good your structure is, doesn't matter how good your system is or what it is. It's the individuals not executing. It's what was uh what was the first Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach name? McKay. John, uh, McKay. How do you feel about your team's execution? I'm in favor of it. Sometimes that's what you're like as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest quotes yeah, in sports ever. history. That was yeah. on that one. Jamie and I drew Romano with you here on the Green Zone. Uh, Morgan Riley's five-game suspension upheld by uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman today. And uh, I found it interesting that he points out in his diatribe of analysis on why he came to the de- decision that a big part of the defense from the Leafs was the slap shot into the empty net. It's like, <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, that was that's it. You didn't like have a bunch of here's a cross check that got one, and they did do yeah. that. But he said a lot of their defense was, but he slap shotted the puck in the empty net. That's why he shouldn't get five games after that. Like really, Brendan Shanahan and that's, that's exactly that. came Brendan into the Shanahan's said, the man for me, but yeah. he into slapped the puck into a net. That's yeah. come on, yeah. man. Come on, Gary. It's got to be less than five games for that. Brendan Shanahan, who was one of the hardest, toughest, meanest SOBs on the ice, who just worked like crazy to score goals and played till the end all the time, was really, when you looked at him, not very big, but a power forward and played hard and mean and would stick it to you when he got the chance. Your feelings got hurt because a guy slapped it in an empty net? There's no feelings in hockey. There's no feelings in sports. What are you talking about? <laughs> no crying in baseball. Isn't crying in baseball? Yeah. Um... But it's the and I, I'm I'm glad Mr. Bettman brought that up because for all of you Toronto fans and anybody else who was talking about the so-called code, which again nobody's ever seen. Maybe I maybe it's like a playbook. You have to hand it in when you retire, and you don't you don't ever get it back or you get cut. Um, or this so-called you just disrespectful. What are you talking about? Please. Please let me know what you're talking about. Part of the summary as well uh, for Gary Bettman, who you can tell just geeked out over an 11-page document to explain this. He hasn't hasn't lawyered up in a while. It's good for him. So he actually points out that Morgan Riley did admit he could have approached Ridley Gregg in a more appropriate manner. So right there, (laughs) I'm like, you lost. You (laughs) lost. A, you admitted you did it on purpose. B, you admitted, yeah, I probably could have done something better. Gary's like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Five games. <laughs> it's it. You deserve it. Now, the question would have been uh, for people, in case you're wondering, well, as he's already played four, what difference would it make? It was, it's a money issue. That's, that's what it is. So if even he reduces it to say two games or three games, he gets a, he gets a few bucks back. Well, let's see here. Let's see. I'm just uh, going to go to the calculator because I can't do this in my head. Uh, if no, you make it, uh, seven and a half million dollars divided by eighty-two games, 82. Uh, he's yeah. making ninety-one thousand dollars a game. So yeah, you might want to appeal that if you get two yeah. games back. That's one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. It's not so. bad. He, you know, after taxes, he's still he's still able to buy a couple of meals. So you'll be okay. That's how much he makes a Thanks, game. Thanks, Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, ninety-one grand for you. There's guys. Oof. Hey, dude. There's guys making. As you know, more than that. And there's some guys making even a little less than that. And you watch how they play and you go, come on, man. How well, can you Austin be Matthews that? makes $164,000 a game. Nice. It's good work if you can get it. Yeah. Hey, kids, practice, practice, practice. Get an agent. This is 980 CJME <laughs> and 650 CKOM. Jamie Nigel Romenda with you here on the Green Zone on this Tuesday night. Game of the night uh, here on the Green Zone. There's a, there's a couple of decent matchups, actually, uh, Drew Romenda in the uh, NHL. I'm going to default to the uh, Vancouver Canucks and the Colorado Avalanche, oh, yeah. uh, however, as the game of the night. But, uh, you know, the uh, Rangers and the Stars, two leaders, the Central Division leaders against the Metropolitan uh, division leaders isn't too uh, much to sneeze at either. Uh, for the, the Rangers stars. are on it. 
range, sorry, the Rangers are on a heater too right now. They are, they're rolling along. The, the hottest team being Vancouver or being Florida, but, but the Rangers are, that's a good hockey team. And what a comeback they had against the New York Islanders. So maybe it wasn't just coaching when it came to New York Islanders and Lane Lambert, but that was a comeback in the outdoor game, which it sounded like the, the, uh, Attendance was about 80-20 in favor of the New York Rangers. But, yeah, that's a, that's not a bad one as well, my friend, because the, there's some really good teams out there. Somebody has already texted in lamenting that that game is not on television in Canada tonight uh, with the Rangers and the, get the, the Dallas Stars. Get the package, man. 8-1-1, one, one, uh, the Rangers are. The, the Dallas Stars are 7-1-2. Those are two very good teams. And of course, the Canucks in Colorado is only on Sportsnet Pacific, so we were, uh, you know, what out, out of luck on is that. Is that one. right? Yeah. Man, what will be uh, Saskatchewan can watch? Uh, what will we, the Jets and Wild tonight uh, will be the one we can watch? What uh, big's good team? So the well, Wild's struggling, but not not really? after ten goals the other night against the Vancouver Canucks. No. Uh, but is that right? You, mm-hmm. you man, oh man, oh man. I, I I talked about this earlier. I don't I don't get why Saskatchewan gets blacked out of all these NHL games because we have no region. We should be regionless. We should regionless. Just give us the hockey if NHL. You're a hockey fan. If you're a hockey fan, get the package. You blocked it's, it's us from it. having an NHL team, and this is how <laughs> you repay us. Damn St. Louis Blues. Don't don't worry. We'll get that new rink built in downtown Saskatoon. We'll give it another go uh, for an NHL team. It'll be a better rink than whatever Arizona's playing in. I can guarantee you that.